Blog Talk Radio. This is Billy Jones, author of Everyday Folks Books and the creator of Everyday Folks Radio. Thank you for joining me today on April 24, 2016, for another segment of BJ Speaks, an interview with. On this show, for the past four months, I've had the pleasure of interviewing amazing individuals who are making an impact in their respective lives in or industries. And if you'd like to speak to any of the guests at any time on this show, you're welcome to call in. Our number is 347-539-5372. Again, the number is 347-539-5372. And if you'd like to email in your questions, comments, or requests, you may do so at any time at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. That is everydayfolks, with an S, listen at gmail.com. I first like to start by saying thank you to everyone for all of the birthday love and shouts that I received this week. Thank you for celebrating again my 24th birthday. <laughs> it has been a beautiful week, and from the Facebook comments to the private emails that were coming in or the messages I've been receiving through other social media constructs, I just want to say thank you because I do have another year and another time in life to provide and do what I do so I enjoy doing so much with others, and that is connecting. So thank you so much for considering me. And as well, if you haven't already heard last week's segment, special shout-out to Michelle Simmons, who was last week's interview. She is not only being a phenomenal woman, but she also broke record. We're nearing that 1,300 mark of listeners, live listeners for the show, which is the highest number of listeners I've had over since the show started back in January. So first, thank you, Michelle, for all of your support for an engaging and energetic conversation. And thank you to all the listeners who are out there who believe in the work that we're doing here at Everyday Folks, keeping it real and keeping it consistent to, to explore and showcase everyday extraordinary individuals. My next guest today is a very special lady. And I have to tell you this, when, I, when the promo for her flyer was first created, I thought just stunning. And I had the pleasure of meeting her about two months ago, nearly two months ago for lunch, and just her energy, her outlook, her professionalism, they know no bounds. So I'd like to introduce to you by bio today's guest, who is Stephanie Von Vart. Stephanie is the president of Stephanie Creates Real Life Theater. And Stephanie is uh, born in Thomasville, Georgia, to Murtis and Eddie Williams. She excelled as a student, graduating with honors from the Thomas County School System and Florida State University with a bachelor's degree. After returning to Miami, in Miami, Florida in 1990, she quickly immersed herself into her profession, working in the advertising department for a Fortune 500 company and as a community liaison for the city of Miami. She's also an active participant in a variety of local civic service and professional organizations. And she later returned to Miami Dade College, where she received a degree in film production. In 2000, Stephanie became a devoted resident of the historic Overtown, of historic Overtown, which for those of you who are not in Miami, Overtown is a historic location in, in Miami, Florida. That is well known 
for its history, especially in the African in the African American community, and quickly recognized the need to rebrand her community, once known as the premier African American entertainment mecca of the South. And this knowledge became the impetus to combine 24 years of film, marketing, and community relations experience to start Stephanie Creates, a full-service production and promotions company that advances communities through culturally relevant, think-outside-of-the-box media, events, and attractions. I just want to give you some of the other highlights of Stephanie's list of accomplishments. She celebrated success as a producer of Conversation with the CEO, entrepreneur television series shown on NBC TV. She received a screenwriter credit um, for made for DVD documentaries, The Ancient Spanish Monastery and The Monastery of the Holy Spirit, and option screenplays, Free for All, as well as produced work with Runaway Wedding with the Spanish Television Network. I, I keep reading this list because this is a woman who never rests and she knows success. And without further ado, I want to bring her to the show and welcome her cordially. Stephanie, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much, Billy, for having me. First of all, I read this bio. You have a bio that impresses. You have you are a busy, busy, busy professional. And not only that, thank you're you fun. Seems like no two I'm days sorry. are ever alike, huh? Go ahead. No, they aren't. And I love that. I love that's what I love about my life. Every day is interesting and something new um, presents itself that gives me an opportunity to do what I do um, and hopefully mm-hmm. do it in a way that serves my community. So, Well, congratulations to you and much success in all of your continued endeavors. I know we'll be connected. So, Stephanie, I'll just share with you. Several individuals have already started emailing comments, and I know I've provided you a script. For all those of you who listen, yes, the guests, sometimes they do get a sense of some of the general questions I'll ask, but I always change things up because as we go along, things pop up and trigger interest of my own that I like to probe more. So, you know, Stephanie, I'm going to ask one question, if it's okay with you, that I think it's a really good question that came in from Lewis from Miami, Florida. So, Lewis, thank you for listening. And, Stephanie, here's the question for you. Did you always want to work in film? Yes, I did. Um, As a young girl, young lady, um, I found that I loved entertainment. Um, I loved watching television shows, especially variety shows or comedy shows. Um, But, you know, I'm from a small town, so that wasn't um, necessarily a career choice at that time. Um, But Mm -hmm. I've always sort of had a passion for working in the television and film industry. Um, But when I went to school, I decided to major in fashion design and merchandising, ultimately decided that uh, that might not be the, the professional choice for me and decided to, to go back to school and study film. So, Wow. And do you find, as a follow-up to that, do you find that some of the learning that you gain from the other industries, do they find themselves, or some of those skill sets or knowledge base, find themselves in your current work? Absolutely. Absolutely. I say that, um, that I – my first job out of college was retail. Um, as I mentioned, I worked for a Fortune 500 company in both advertising and merchandising. And, and there is a level of business you have to know in that industry. And I think that serves me well today because um, when you are in creative industries like film and television, sometimes the business of that gets lost. 
And it's very True. important that you understand the business as well as the creativity. We, you know, we love the idea of, of being able to put things on television, but there's, there's a back end that has to happen that if you don't understand that and you're not aware of that, um, it, it could serve to be a, a detriment to you. So, um, yes, I learned that aspect at that corporation. And then as the city liaison or the liaison for the city of Miami, um, just mm-hmm. connecting with the community. It was already something sort of instilled in me as a young girl in Thomasville. Um, I come from a you know small town where community is is, is very important. Um, but I mm-hmm. had a chance to reconnect and realize that that community connection is also going to be at the grassroots and foundation of the type of media and attractions and arts that I, I want to bring to the world and, and bring to the city. And what you just speak of is so true. Miami, as you've seen over the past 20-plus years, it has awakened Mm -hmm. in a great deal. And at first, in its early stages, if you can recall, in the early stages of Miami, it was busy trying to be what what everyone everyone else was elsewhere. And would you say today, Stephanie, that Miami has created its own face, its own image, as it pertains to film, arts, and other aspects? I think we're in the early stages of that, but yes, I do. Um, You know, we've got some growing to do, um, but we fortunately have some entities now um, that are willing to invest in creative industries. Um, Arts is very vibrant here, thanks to Art Basel and other great ventures that are going on around the city. Um, Film is is starting to catch – Catch wing. I mean, you've always sort of had a Latin market that that has done mm-hmm. some things here, and folks that have come in from Europe and done some great things. But we really are starting to try to look at ways we can grow some grassroots organic, a, a grassroots organic industry here. Um, hopefully, providing opportunities for young filmmakers and creators to do what they do in their backyard. Um, so that's taking hold, and we're now finding people are understanding it a little bit better. Still some work to yeah. go, but a little bit better and willing to invest it in and understand its importance in building community. So. Well said. And I just want to add to that. Across the waters, well, I shouldn't say waters, but across the way, rather, on the west coast of, of, the, of, the, of the nation, the gaming mm-hmm. industry is also in, a, in, in this infantile stage in Miami, whereas over in the west coast, as everyone knows, Silicon Valley is where – much of the, the brains of, of the work that goes on in that industry takes place. But what's happening here right, in Miami as, is that folks are coming here for that, and that Miami, such as an NBC, they created this gaming facility. I see here that in yeah. film, film has definitely taken root, especially the indie film industry. The Absolutely. indie film industry Absolutely. has definitely taken root in Miami. And how, what kind of work are you engaged with? Because you do so many types of fascinating work from documentaries and the like. What are some of your special interests or genres of film that you like to work with? Well, you tapped right on um, what I like is documentaries is one thing, docu-series, television shows, mm-hmm. um, things that are about education, though. Um, we are actually in the in the in the place of trying to start a reality show also, but um, a reality show that's centered around um, a, a wedding 
program that we've developed at one of our local um, historic venues, the Black Police Precinct at Clarehouse Museum. Uh, we do volunteer weddings there, which are fun Vegas-style weddings, and we want to try to make a reality show out of that, um, as well as conversations with the CEO where we get a chance to really tap into um, what we like to call unlikely entrepreneurs. We want to showcase the folks that you're not familiar with, but they actually are doing great things in entrepreneurial space. Um, and as well as documentaries, things and stories um, that may inform but also may um, inspire emotion and ideas. Um, we really are sort of trying to push that idea of community, um, push that idea of um, good folks doing good things in, in, in the space that they're in. Um, that's where we, we would really like to showcase what we're doing. Well, Stephanie, the name of your company, Stephanie Creates, is so creative. Mm -hmm. It's simple and it's memorable. How did you come up with it? Any story behind it? I think I dreamed it, actually. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a name. My my formal company's name is Van Bart Creative Enterprises, but I knew, you know, that's a mouthful. And mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily always a fan of using initials. That's sort of the thing today, but I, I don't know that it necessarily um, lends itself to being memorable, as you as you mentioned. Right. Um, so I, I think just one day I kept trying to come up with, you know, I've got to come up with something that really um, is creative. I happen to be talking to one of my line sisters, Anjanette Bright. I hope you're listening, Anjanette. Um, and we were kind of <laughs> bouncing back and forth, some ideas. Um, and then I think, you know, it just kind of popped up. So maybe it was just in that conversation that came out. Oh, okay, well, that works. Let's 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 roll with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my best ideas come up in the most precarious places. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. You know how it is. Exactly. We artists, we are who we are. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, hey, it works. It sounds good. It seems to roll off the tongue. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple of questions here for you, Stephanie. They're coming in. I'm going to read the first. It's from Angela Foyer. She asked the following question. Where do you find inspiration and who inspires you? Ironically, I, I think I find inspiration from in general. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm amazed a lot of times when I sit down and have conversations with people of like mind, of like spirit, who, who are just good folks, that the ideas that, that inspire you or, or that make you um, identify what you could be doing, what, the, what, what really can get you to move um, or make things happen in the space that you're in. Um, you know, I think remember we talked about two months ago, you and I met and, and hit it off right then and there. And from that prompted some ideas that may support trying what we're trying to do with, with building a film industry um, here. So I'm always amazed at just meeting people with like mind, like spirit, who have dreams and passions, and it inspires me to try to elevate my, what I'm doing and, and, and make a difference. What you said is so true. We Everybody needs some motivation because it's easy to get trapped in your own work because there's so much to do and so little time to do it. Exactly. Like having connected exactly. with just, like you said, the like-minded individual who even may not be walking the same path, but they're walking somewhere. And that motivation exactly. and support it makes all the difference. It makes you realize you're not you're not you're not doing so badly after all. That you're really making exactly. progress even when you don't think it. Exactly, exactly. 
Angela asked a follow-up question. She asked, is there a project that you had that that has had the most impact on you, and how has it changed your focus? Actually, the project that I was just talking about this yesterday, um, one of the projects that had the most impact on me, I actually was fired from. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) No, um, it's... It was probably necessary, honestly, I, and and I was mm-hmm. wounded by the process. I will own it. You know, you never want to be um, fired from anything. But it made me do a couple of things. One, it reignited my love for, my passion for wanting to really pursue a career in film and television. Um, the second thing is I think it made, it challenged me to challenge myself to, um go after my dreams, not only go after my dreams, but be impactful, make sure that the goals that I set for myself, my company, are are being met when I make decisions. Some projects are right. not the right projects for you to be involved in, and you've got to be That's honest true. about that. You've got to look at yourself in the, in the mirror and say, you know what, this was just not meant for me. Let's move on to something else that is, and hopefully it will meet the goals. And for me, the goal is always, will it impact my community in some way? Will it serve the people that I care about? And if it's doing that, then I know I'm in the right place in the right space. So, it, you know, it made me just sort of realign and rechallenge what, what my views on um, creating opportunities to do that. Awesome. And for those of you who are Thanks listening now, Angela, great question, by the way. And, Angela, you're welcome to call us at any time. The number here for those who are listening, if you'd like to speak to me or to Stephanie, is 347-539-5372. Again, that is 347-539-5372. And our inbox for questions, comments, or requests is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, that's everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. So, so Steph, Stephanie, you mentioned something mm-hmm. about success, and you, it, 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 you echoed the elements of success and how you go about the work that you do from generating ideas to keeping organ, organization, if not motivation, for the work that you do. So I have a very right. loaded question to ask, which is very simple, but okay. I want you to really think about it. And that is, what is your definition of success in your own words? I think as I've gotten older, Success mm-hmm. has changed. It's evolved for me. Of course, when you're younger, you think of success probably in a monetary manner. And and I'll I'll be honest, mm-hmm. I'm, I still don't completely shy away from that idea. <laughs> you know, I think Understood. everyone wants to be um, successfully or financially um, capable. But I think as you start to go through your journey, you really start to, especially at the the stage that I'm in today, you want to feel like you've made a difference. Um, in yeah. some way, or that you've had an impact or or been effective in some way. And so, um, but you have to sort of keep your eye on the journey, not the end game. I know I'm guilty of that all the time, sort of looking at the end game. But the journey mm-hmm. and seeing how in that journey you find little successes that let you know you're on the right path. Um, so, you know, for me today, I would say, you know, it, it's about can I – be an instrument to um, make something happen that's going to make a difference in in someone's life, in someone's community. Um, what does that look like? And, 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 you know, just to be a part of that is always a, a fun thing to be able to say. So, that is beautiful. 
And Stephanie, are you having fun with what you do? I do. I do. I got to say, you know, you in typical fashion, most people have those days so you just want to, yeah. you know, throw it all away. But yeah. um, I, I wake up every day very thankful for the opportunity to be able to do what I do every day and love what I do every day. Um, can't mm-hmm. say you always win, but, you know, at least right. you, you're working toward it. So That is great. And here's a question for you from Myra from Tampa, Florida. Myra writes the following, Stephanie. She asks, what do you feel is your greatest accomplishment to date with your work? I think the greatest accomplishment really had to do with the fact that I took the leap of faith to um, leave a company that was a pretty stable job. I'd been there for many, many years and decide to start a company with the mm-hmm. intentions of touching um, the community that I, that I lived in. Um, you know, I, I, I treasure all of the projects that we've done, ball and chain weddings, conversations with the CEO. I work with several nonprofits mm-hmm. in the area uh, where we have a chance to touch primarily youth, the lives of youth. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm very proud of all of those things because I, I, I now know that leap of faith was a, was a, was a good one. It was one that, you know, I took and, and it's working. Um, in its own you know, way. So um, I, I think I'm very proud of the fact that I just took the leap of faith and now that leap of, leap of faith is now doing what I, I wanted it to do. Well done. And you and I talked weeks ago about taking those leaps of faith. It actually kind of mm-hmm. extends itself to what Myra asked in the follow-up question. And she wants to know what are your greatest challenges? And, and, and I'd, like, I'd like to add to that before you answer. I know I had fears, as you know, in making a decision to move forward and make a change in my life. And it was one of the the, the scariest yet most exhilarating moments because that's when you realize what your skill sets are and how you know yourself and how you can test and push yourself to those new limits and new opportunities. And so I ask you the same, a similar question, tagging along with Myra. What do you think has been your greatest challenge in whatever you've done, whether it be from the transition to anything that you may be doing in your current work? Okay. Um, I think there – I would dare say there may be two, actually. The first would okay. be is, is when you're an entrepreneur and, and also in a creative entrepreneurship, you hear a lot of the word no. <laughs> and first of all, I dislike that word. That's my least favorite word on earth. But you know, you, you that's a challenge. Sometimes you really start to second guess who you are and what you think you're bringing yeah. to the to the table. So um, you know, it's a challenge to continue to hear no, but still say I'm on the right path. So you you gotta right. really kind of really affirm yourself. You've got to be around people who affirm what you do. It's very exciting to be around people who are doing things in their own way in this creative space because mm-hmm. you see when they have some success, you're like, oh, okay, great, congratulations. There's, there's a room, there's a path, there's a way, there's, there might be opportunity. The other thing I think is a challenge is also in creative worlds, and this is where my business hat is going to come on. It's one of my, one of my little pet peeves is, Miami is a new space when it comes to this whole art arena, um, but sometimes there's this um, people don't understand the cost it takes to do what 
people do artists it takes time it takes vision it's their it's their um it's their baby it's in their head well author it's you know the the right. months you go through and the rewrites you go through mm-hmm. um and film the same thing um when you look at dancers oh my gosh the 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 physical um challenges but sometimes there's um a desire to experience those things but maybe not the mm-hmm. desire to value them monetarily um, so that's sometimes a struggle to, to often explain, you know, if you want the best, you've got to be willing to invest in the best um, and really invest in where, where people um, can shine and really show you the best they have to offer. So that, that's one of those challenges, too, and one of those things I, I often fight for and about. So, Thank you very much. And Stephanie, just so that you are aware, the, the, the call-in line is ringing. We have folks who are on the oh. line. We're going to see if we can bring in a couple of guests to speak Good. we have here. Hello, caller. You're live on the air with Everyday Folks Radio, BJ and Stephanie. Who are we speaking with? Well, hello. This is Joan Cartwright. Hi, Joan. Hello. How are you today? I'm wonderful. It's good to hear Stephanie. Um, I'm really... Uh, inspired by her good great thank you thank you yes and i do have a question uh you know i'm a musician and i'm the founder Mm -hmm. of women in jazz south florida and we promote women's music and so how can we partner with you with our music and your film great question well i i guess we could figure out um how I guess my my first question would be is what is your vision with regards to um, incorporating film and what you do? Um, of course, music, film and television and videos have really redefined music today. Um, every artist almost has to have a video aligned with the song that they're bringing out. So what is it you envision in really using film as a medium to get that out into the world that there are these women jazz artists, which I would see in terms of a documentary. Um, what, what, what does that look like to you as well? Well, I've done some research on film music and film scoring, and I do know that it's extremely lucrative, but it's also a very closed market. So it's really up to independent filmmakers to more or less, reach out to particularly women in music because women in music do not really market themselves well. So we have 63 songs from 45 women composers, and I think I'm going to see you Friday, and I'm going to make sure that you get some of those CDs. Okay. Okay, and I think, you know, you know, we tapped on something very important there, I think. Sometimes many of these creative industries work in their own silo. Musicians work with musicians, some folks work with some folks, art folks work with art folks, but they're very intertwined. I mean, you sort of really, as you mentioned, scoring is a 
huge part of a movie. It's a huge part of a television, and, and it is very lucrative. So how do we make sure we're connecting here in this community so we have we reach out to one another and say, oh, I'm an indie filmmaker. Let me see if I can help work with the folks that are here in my backyard and, and create opportunity in that way. That's definitely something I think we're going to have to work on is a little bit more synergy in that respect. Definitely. I hear you. And this year, I I just want to say that this year, my goal for the organization has been to reach out, like reach out to filmmakers like you. So I look forward to our next conversation, Stephanie. Okay, I look forward to it. Thanks, BJ. You are very welcome, Joan, and thank you for listening for your very insightful question. I just learned a few things as well and want to support your work, too. Thank you so much. Okay. So we have a couple other questions, Stephanie. Let's see if we can get a couple other callers on the air. Okay. Hello. Hello, caller. You're live on the air with BJ and Stephanie with Everyday Folks Radio. With whom are we speaking? This is Priscilla Daines. Can you hear me? Yes, we can, Priscilla. Thank you for listening Hi, Priscilla. to the show. Hi, Fabulous. It's interesting, Joan, <laughs> Stephanie, and I just had a lunch together one day last week. Um, I'm, I don't want to take you off the subject, but this particular subject I know uh, has your heartstring, and I'd like for you to talk about it. Uh, I lived in Miami for so very, very long and have a little history with Overtown, and I know you're having an affair with Overtown. <laughs> I, there's so much history there. Could you talk a little bit about your affinity uh, with Overtown? Because I think there's just so many that still don't realize what it, all it has to offer. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yes, I will, and thank you for that question because you are right. I am having a love affair with this place for sure. <laughs> um, I moved into this neighborhood in 2000, um, and it has got one of the most, one of the richest histories actually, um, which made me fall in love with it. it. It used to be the Little Har, it used to be considered Little Harlem. It was on the Chitlin circuit, so performers were, you know, plentiful. They would go and perform on the beach um, in the, you know, during the regular midnight hour, midnight hours. And then they would come to Overtown, which at the time I believe it was called Colored Town, um, would mm-hmm. come here and perform for the local residents and they would live here. So, you know, if you talk to people who are a certain age, they'll talk about seeing Lena Horne walk down the street um, and James Brown and B.B. King and, um, you know, the like. I think Muhammad Ali would practice on the beach and he'd run through the neighborhood. Um, and they were, there was also a hotel here, the Mary Elizabeth, where a lot of the celebrities would live. So it was very, very vibrant. Um, it was very prosperous. We had the first black billionaire owned a home about two blocks from where I live, maybe even a block from where I live, um, Dia Dorsey. Um, so it, it, it was a very vibrant community and definitely a community where African-Americans um, lived, a, lived a profound and impactful life and made such a difference in, in, in this city. Um, one of the entities that I work with is, is the Black Police Fruit. Black Police Precinct and Courthouse Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, the Black Police Precinct was one of the first um, precincts of colored officers um, in the in the country. 
Um, actually, that building is the only one of its kind today. Um, and, you know, there are wonderful stories. Actually, there's one gentleman that works there that worked in the precinct. So he tells wonderful stories of, of how, you know, the first five had to be um, trained in secret and, uh, you know, put out on the streets. They didn't have um, cars, so they had bicycles. And when they would ask mm. uh, um, criminals to talking about who were history. doing illegal to go yes, to jail, is. they'd ask them to get on a handlebar, and they would. Like, you couldn't do that. But unfortunately, in the, in the 60s, I believe it was, I-95 came through and completely um, disrupted the neighborhood. The brain trust moved away. Um, a lot of people lost their homes. The neighborhood completely um, derailed. And, and it still exists now, but it's unfortunately one of the poor communities in the area. Um, it's on the upswing. There's a lot of development yes. going on here. We yes. hope mm-hmm. some of those families will come back. We hope some of those businesses will come back or examples of those businesses come back because we don't want to lose the brand of what this neighborhood was. It was an entertainment mecca. It was one of the best in the country. And if we can bring that vibrancy back, that would be wonderful in a modernized manner. Um, but, it, you know, it's just happening all around us, folks. Um, you know, buildings are going up right on either corner of me, and it's, it's exciting, but I, I want to make sure we don't get lost in the shuffle because we made this neighborhood what it is. I think one of the major challenges is um, having, uh, making sure that uh, blacks, and not just African Americans, because we have so many blacks that have a stronghold in our black communities, Mm -hmm. that we Mm -hmm. realize that uh, it is so rich and it's a fantastic investment. So that is one of the places so many people out of state and out of the country um, is investing money, and it's just... uh, teaching us and we learning that, yes, that is a great investment. So I think mm-hmm. there's getting that word out there and how do we do that. I thank you, Miss Stephanie. You're always well, thank one you of so mine. Much. <laughs> Give me a chance and to talk about thank you for listening home. to the show. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So Stephanie creates fits her so much, too. She's so creative. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You know, Stephanie, one of the things that came up in the conversation, because you're, you're dealing with so much, you're, you're immersed so well in the history of your own community, which is special, cause, because very few people, they like to do the work or talk about the work, but not necessarily do it. So you talk the mm-hmm. talk and walk the walk. This upcoming year, I start, well, within this, a few months ago, I started doing some work where I'm writing a poetry book, my first poetry book, which mm-hmm. focuses on the various historic sites of, of South Florida. In Overtown, it's one of those locations. And what Absolutely. the work is doing is it's bringing to life through prose the incredible stories, um, the good and the bad and not so sad, of each of the inspiring monuments, if not geographic locations, of our beautiful home, our hometown. And so I definitely mm-hmm. maybe will be tapping you for information because you are a wealth Please. of information and you're seeing it from a historic as well as a contemporary point of view. And that lends itself mm-hmm. to some some fascinating prose. So definitely, I will be in touch with you regarding that. Please do. Those Please do. Are, yeah, because there's some wonderful places, um, not only in Overtown, all around this county, and we will connect you with them for sure. So. Absolutely. And those of you who are listening, you still have time to talk to me or to Stephanie. The call in number is three four seven five three nine five three seven two. 
Again, the number is 347-539-5372. Stephanie, we're going to go ahead and take a couple other questions that are coming in via email. This okay, question great. comes from it comes from uh, from Max from St. Petersburg, Florida. And Max, okay. he, he asks the following question. So we got folks who are listening up the state here, which is really exciting. <laughs> I am. We like it. I'm here. He says, I'm 22 years old and attending college at the University of South Florida. I'm thinking of cha- I'm thinking of changing my major from computer science to film production. Okay. What skills or traits should I possess in order to go into? Well, I think hmm, that's a powerful question. Um, the, I think the biggest thing you should um, have is guts and tenacity. Um, mm-hmm. As lovely, as much as I love this industry, it, it sometimes you are not working. <laughs> so it's those times <laughs> that really test your, your spirit and, and your desire. It is by no means a nine-to-five job that guarantees you an income on a regular basis. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to hustle. It is a job that requires hustle. It's a job that requires networking. It's a job that requires connection. Um, and and mm-hmm. being good at what you do and making sure that uh follows you everywhere you go, that reputation follows you everywhere you go. Um, but if you can find a task that you do very well and you start to you are known for that task, you can work in this industry and you can survive in this industry and make a living in this industry. Um, I, I'd like to give his advice um I didn't necessarily take this advice, but I do encourage others. Um, Most people, when they think about going into television or film, think about the um, acting role or the director's Mm -hmm. role or the producer's role or maybe even the writer's role. Those are all the roles that, you know, probably get a little bit more um, notoriety. But Mm -hmm. I would also encourage you that when you go to film school, really learn the technical side. Because there are some jobs that people aren't aware of, that of people who do just make a great living, um, maybe not as famous, but definitely yeah. can do work in this craft um, or work in this industry every day and, and make a very good living. Look at the camera department. Anybody that knows how to shoot a camera is golden. You will never make anything in film without having a camera and people who know how to do it. <laughs> There's, you know, uh, uh, the gaffer department, the the electrics department, the makeup and wardrobe department, editor. These are all really good jobs. And then there are also some side jobs. I was just mentioning someone yesterday, attorneys. There are, you know, attorneys and agents that uh, represent mm-hmm. um, not only talent but um deals that are being done in the industry as well as intellectual property are very important. Um, so there, there's an opportunity and a place and a space you can be in in this industry. You've just got to be smart and you've got to, you've got to be ready, willing to hustle. You've got to take some, take some risks that, um, and know that sometimes you will work for work well, and then sometimes maybe not so much, but you, you can survive and, and do very well in this industry. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I'm going to follow up with a question. There are two different questions, but they're very related. One comes from Manuel from Orlando, Florida, and the other comes from Hilda, who lives here in Miami, Florida. So I'm going to read both parts first, and then I'm going to summarize with their questions, which are almost identical. So Manuel asks, he says that he's a 24-year-old student 
who needs constant motivation to keep focused in school. He works mm-hmm. full-time while supporting his three-year-old daughter. So that's scenario one. Okay. Hilda says she listens to the show periodically, and when she does, she always finds something new about herself. And her, and her concern is how do, you, how do you stay motivated? What are the support mechanisms? And that's the question that Manuel okay. asks, too. How do you stay motivated? Because you just mentioned some points there uh, in terms of the work. The work is great, but also you still have to live and eat, and that's important. Right. <laughs> and so, and you got to work. You, if you, you get what you put in, you get what you put into it. And so how do you stay motiv- motivated? What are your coping mechanisms? Well, one of the things is you've got to eat. So, um, you know, when you start thinking about uh, can you pay your mortgage, that's that's a wonderful motivation right there. Um, and, and, and I will give a quick shout-out, if I must, to, um, if I can right now, is my husband, Willem, does a great job of making sure we stay afloat. And he works in the industry. He does, does a very good job. So I, I know he's listening. Thank you very much. Love you, honey. I do appreciate you. Um, you know, other motivation is also trying to align yourself with people who are doers. Um, I, I find that very motivating. Um, you know, when you're watching other people in the trenches making things happen, it, it gets you going, gets you revved up. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're your biggest cheerleaders. They're your, they're your biggest support system. So, you know, just really sort of aligning yourself with folks that are doers. They may not be doing what you're doing, um, but just being in the room or, or listening to what they have to say may spark some opportunity idea. Um, if you are in those circles, generally those folks will try to support what you're doing, um, help keep you motivated. Those are things that I think have been very helpful for, for me is just to always sort of be around a cheerleading squad of some kind. So, Thank you very much, and thank you, Manuel and Hilda, for that very um, interesting question because it even make, it makes you think. You, sometimes when you're mm-hmm. going, Stephanie, and you're in the mix of things, you don't realize that there are some there are there's some things that are on autopilot that help you cope. Yeah. And so it's questions and moments like this that make you sit and reflect, and that's when you realize right. that you're really right. making things happen when you really don't think you are. And I'm so proud of you. Right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Be just the hardest on yourself. You you know you want so badly for things to move quickly. You're very hard on yourself to say I'm not getting anything done. But you you know sometimes things are moving and you don't you're not even aware they're moving. <laughs> so right, very true, very it'll true. Steph, we're going to take a couple of the callers here. Caller, you're live on the okay. air at Everyday Folks with Stephanie and BJ. Who are we speaking with? Hello, caller. Okay, we'll see if we can jump down to someone else. Hello, okay. Paula. You're live on the air with Stephanie and BJ. Who are we speaking with? Hello. 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 Hi. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing well. Hello? How are you? Hello. We are well, thank you. Can you hear us? Yes. Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> we can. I can't, I can't hear you. Um, this is Anjanette. Hi, Anjanette. How <laughs> hey Stephanie. <laughs> I am I'm I am Stephanie Sorority sister and I'm living in Chicago and I'm listening in and I want to say that I am first of all really enjoying the show. But I just want okay. to tell Stephanie that I am very proud of your passion and the commitment that you have to your community and also how I'm very proud of you creating an avenue to foster creativity. 
And Thank I know many so people will appreciate that. So oh, that's you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> 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 that is not a good look to cry on radio. <laughs> that is all. Well, Stephanie, they can't see you. <laughs> so if you so cry much. right now, no one will let you cry. <laughs> Thank you know you how so Oprah much. talks about that big ugly cry. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Well, thank you so much for your comment and for supporting Stephanie thank and her you, incredible Jeanette. work. Okay, you're welcome. Have a you have a you know day. what's funny, Stephanie. You know what's funny? It's, it's moments uh-huh. like this as well that help you realize that you are you have you impact so many people, and people yeah, marvel never at really the work they do. That's right. And I'm always. And you have. I have to say, go ahead. No, you go first, please. No, I, w- I was saying I am. I'm always at awe. I think of the people that have been in my life, um, you know. And I do. I will get a little emotional about this, and I, I'm so sorry. I'm crying. But um, people like Antoinette, who didn't mention she's also my line sister, and we've been friends for many years. I have friends that have been my friends since birth. Um, but they're just really good people and people, you know, who, who always sort of have you and lift you up. That's the kind of folks you always want in your life. So I'm very, um, if I have made a difference, I'm very grateful. But, I, you know, I definitely want them to know they made a difference in my life. All right, I'll start oh. right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? It is okay to be human. And, Stephanie, you are getting so much attention. I'm going to try to get through these questions in the last ten minutes. And here's a question okay. coming in from Vincent Irvin from Valdosta, Georgia. He says to okay. you, Steph, so proud of you. Is there a plan to bring your talent back to Thomasville for students that might be interested in the film industry? Actually, I would love to do that, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't – there's no formal plan at this point. Um, but, yes, I would love to if, – if, you know, the opportunity presented itself, I would love to – First of all, take it, you know, go anywhere I could to take the passion for what I do. Um, but, you know, there's always a soft spot in my, ho- in my heart for my home. My family still lives there. I try to go as often as I can. My friends still live there. So um, any opportunity that will bring me back home, I would love to do that for sure, yeah. Awesome. Here's another question coming in from Nicole Bruton, and Nicole asked the following question. Well, here's the statement first. My daughter is a fashion merchandising and retail management major. She would like to start her own business one day. Can she or other students earn their required volunteer hours through your company? They can. Um, Actually, that would be wonderful, actually, because um, volunteer would actually be the best scenario for what we're able to offer at this point. But, yes, she she absolutely could. Um, So, you know, reach out. Um, Let's see if we can get her – into a place of entrepreneurship as well. And for those of you who are listening now, on my author page at billypauljones.com, I placed there's a special page on the home page. There's a, set, a private page that says who I'm supporting, a menu option, and there's where I'll be where I'll be placing Stephanie's a link to Stephanie's work so that you're able to connect with her as well so that you can follow up, and I'll do my best to make sure I channel any of these questions directly to you, Stephanie, so that way you have direct access to these people with these incredible questions. There are okay, a couple more coming so in. They are coming in, and they keep rolling in. They're just fabulous. And this is from Valerie Gore. Valerie is from, um, okay. from Altam, Al, 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 Aldermont Springs. She, um, okay. 
she asked the following question. What legacy would you like to leave? Great question. That is a great question, isn't it? Um, I think the legacy, uh, and, you know, of course it's evolved over the years, but I really hope I'm best remembered for, um, of course, how I served the community being my home, the place where I'm in, or the place where I where I call home, the two places are probably Thomasville and Overtown. Um, maybe the impact that I may or may not have had on people around me, my family, my friends, uh, my neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, um, you know, of course it would be wonderful if Stephanie Creates could have done some things that have that have created economic development and opportunity within challenged communities, um, you know, also serving, of course, the African-American community where I can as well. Um, but I, I just hope really my legacy is that people recognize that the work was about um, giving back in some way that that made a difference in someone's life. So um, that's my hope. That's my that's what I hope my legacy will be. And Stephanie, to follow up with that, there's a question from Jackson who lives in Washington, D.C. It kind of it's similar okay. to what you've already responded to, but it kind of narrows it. It gives you a more of a, a short-term um, goal focus. So here's the question. Okay. Where do, you, where do you see yourself in the next five years, and what direction do you want your business to take in, that, in those five years? Well, in the next five years, really, I, I want to continue what we're doing now. We have acquired um, several um, clients that are nonprofits, um, primarily throughout Miami-Dade County, um, working with them closely to um, execute events, doing some marketing, um, hopefully bringing awareness to what they bring to the neighborhood through what we do. Um, and we'd also like to do more signature-specific projects. So as I mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, the ball and chain wedding, is a signature-specific project that we now want to turn into a reality show. Um, conversations with the CEO, we really want to expand that to include more CEOs from different industries, from different walks of life, and maybe make that show, expand that to a larger audience. Um, and, you know, just continue doing projects like that. I know um, I'm sort of in the very pre-pre-stages of, of an outline for a documentary that we would like to do with regards to men. Um, so those are some of the things that over the next five years, hopefully you'll start, start to see the name circulating with some, with some signature-specific signature projects and activities and events that, that hopefully will make a difference um, with um, the, the partners that, that I'm, I'm connected with and, and in those communities that I'm, I'm located. Stephanie, about a, a week or so before you and I met physically, there was a launch of a new television channel that came on cable, cable television. It's called Viceland. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of it. Okay. And no. this show, it, it's, it's a spinoff from the YouTube channel, which is called Vice, which is pretty much okay. run by millennials. This is pretty much run okay. by the millennial generation, which focuses on issues that are global. Not, and I'll give you an example. There's a series on that show, that, a series that runs on the, on the, on the channel that, that's called Noisy. And basically, okay. it features music in different areas around the world, the impact of nice. music as it comes from an American perspective in those other cultures or regions. And Very nice. They featured, recently, they just had on the show, um, Rick Ross was there, as well as DJ Khaled. 
they inter- they interviewed Scott Storch, the former producer, mm-hmm. and they they each talked about life coming up in the music industry as it pertains to Miami. So I bring this up. Okay. It's not about the music. It's all about the channel. Millennials today, the, 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 our, young, our second youngest generation, because there are currently five generations alive among us today. The fourth mm-hmm. generation is they're known as millennials. They're doing some really neat stuff with technology as it pertains Absolutely. to getting the message out and branding themselves in film industry. Do you see – what what's your take on that? Do you see technology playing a role in furthering what you do? Because obviously we know that it's obvious with the camera, it captures what it sees. But there's so many other aspects, too. How much does technology right. play in your world and what you do, I mean, from, the, from organizing it I mean, to producing it? Well, you think, think about, I mean, film has been all about technology from, from the beginning stages um, with the equipment that is being utilized. Um, what I'm finding interesting, um, and I actually was just at Emerge America's last week where they talked a little bit about um, this idea of the online platform as a distribution outlet for folks who want to get into this industry. And, and, and from that perspective, I think it's wonderful because, um, you know, it used to be such a closed environment. You, you, you know, for yeah. those folks who weren't living and growing up in Hollywood or didn't already have a connection of some kind, uh, could not get into the mainstream in any way. So having this platform that opens up opportunities for folks who are doing what they're doing, um, I, I think is wonderful. There was one panel there where, um, they had a gentleman who released his movie um, on um, Facebook and, and got, you know, half of wow. the hits. Uh, they're still trying to figure out what what that means, what that looks like in terms of, of, of the monetary piece. Um, but mm-hmm. that's where, you know, I, I am a little concerned because, again, I got to put on the business hat. What does that look like in terms of, um, you know, monetizing something like that you you, you, you right. know you have artists that are doing all these wonderful things but you know we've got to find a way for them to make a living off of doing that not just sort of continue mm-hmm. to give out uh, uh free work and and you know the other thing i concerned i i am concerned about is um you know i know people who have really honed their craft they've studied they've gone to school um they you know they're in the industry they're reading they're going to workshops they're doing industry um meetings just to stay on top of all the technology how it's evolving Mm -hmm. to to really know what they're doing and i'm afraid when people look at something like it's so free and so open that everyone sort of thinks, so, you know, it's one of my mantras I say, and I know people might get offended by this, but you just can't pick up an iPhone and make a movie. There's a craft to that. You know? Yes, there <laughs> is. People who have been doing this for years who can yeah. say, you know, who do this and do this very well. So I, I you know, I want to make sure also that when, open up this opportunity, we still continue to have the respect for those people who have made this their lives and who have invested in it in a serious way and make sure, you know, that they're in, continue to be included in this process as well as it evolves. But no, I, I think millennials are coming up with some great ideas. I just, you know, want to make sure we, we work together. We work together because I don't fall into that millennial um, generation. Right. <laughs> Another one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm in another. You know, you know, exactly. We won't tell them, though, right? Okay, you know, exactly. It, I want to first. 
I just want to say to you, when I as I speak to you, you know, speaking to you, you're you're such a breath of fresh air because you provide hope for me, for many others who are listening, others who are inspired by your incredible work. Whether you are working with them directly as as, as a potential client, you're just a great person to speak to. So here's my last question Thanks. for you. You know, my okay. last question is, are you going to consider ever being a motivational speaker? Because I feel that you offer so much. And have you done any work related there, too? Because I feel you, you have such an incredible message and an incredible journey that has yet to be told. You focus so much on other, other people's work, intellectual property. But I feel that some of the best work that, has, that is yet to be revealed is within you, your incredible life story. So my Thank question you. to you is, Thank is, there, is there any hope of putting Stephanie in a platform or a form in that regard so that you're able to go on a circuit? Is that something of, of interest to you? Because it seems like you could you would do very well with that. You know, it's it's funny. You asked me that maybe a year ago. I would say absolutely not. But mm-hmm. within the last year, I've had an opportunity to share what I do to people um, and, and, and try to, you know, really empower, I guess, others through, you know, what I have, what, what, what I may bring to the table. Um, and so, yeah, I'd love to do that. It might be fun to just kind of connect with new people. I always love meeting new people. Hopefully, you know, they can learn from me. I always learn from others. I love hearing back and getting feedback. So, yeah, I would definitely love to. I would consider that. I just need to make sure I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Stephanie, I want to say thank you so much for your time and for your interest. And saluting you, you, my friend, for all the work you do. You stay focused and stay true to your work. And please know that we're going to be bringing you back months from now so we could do a follow-up just to see how you're doing. And, of course, supporting you through all of the mechanisms that I have. You know I'm on Team Stephanie. Anything that I could do to support the work that you're doing, you let me know. And we do have some work that we're going to be doing. The moment we're done, I'll be firing off. And for you. Please reach out. Please reach out. We can help in any way we can. And that goes for all of our listeners as well. Thank you so much, all the callers and the emails uh, that have come in um, asking for information. Thank you for your interest in the incredible work that Stephanie is doing and supporting Everyday Folks Radio too, Stephanie. So thank you so much, and I'll be in touch with you. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Folks, I'd just like to say thank you so much for tuning in to this incredible segment with Everyday Folks Radio. DJ Speaks, an interview with Stephanie Von Bark, founder and president of Stephanie Creates. Tune in next week on May 1st for another show where we will be interviewing exciting guests. Actually, it won't be many guests that I'll be interviewing. More so, I'll be reading some of the emails that have been coming in over the past four months and dedicating a segment to those viewers, I shouldn't say viewers, but listeners who've been listening and tuning in as the, the weeks progress. So thank you so much. Just a couple of announcements here that I'd like to provide. Firstly, firstly, I'd like to announce that May 15th will be the launch at 4 p.m. of a new programming show that is coming on Everyday Folks Radio. It is titled A Journey to Passion with Anike S. If you have an interest and want to find your passion in life, tune in for that exciting show, which will immediately follow my weekly show starting at 4 p.m. here on Everyday Folks Radio. As well, on June 3rd, I'm proud to, launch, to announce that June 3rd, June 3rd will be the launch of another incredible show. It is titled A Daily Dose of K-Pop. 
And this team of girls, I have to tell you, they're my college students, former college students, and they are so into Korean pop and all the, the great things that are happening across seas as it relates to this phenomenal genre of music. And so we have a new segment that's coming on Everyday Folks that will be coming on once or twice a month to talk about the work of K-pop. So do tune in to FM and her team as they bring us awareness in America to what is happening in K-pop. I want to thank you again for listening to me and all of your continued support. Don't forget us each week as we continue to bring you exciting interviews with incredible, extraordinary people who are making things happen in their communities. Until then, thank you so much for listening. See you next week at 3 p.m., and take care of yourself.